happy Valentine's, everybody. What better way to spend a day of love than with Scott Pilgrim? Just your average Canadian boy so in love, he fights his new girlfriend's evil exes. Totally normal stuff. I'm Chad. And I'm Matt. You've tuned into episode 42 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. All right, Matt, we are back for another week. Um, it's Valentine's. I am feeling loving, and I decided to share the love of this podcast with the good people of TikTok. Um, you know, I feel like we need to expand our audience somewhat, and why not with the youth, right? So after this, we'll do a couple of dances. And the music will actually be like the audio from some podcasts and we'll generate some buzz over there, you know? Exactly. We need some dances, some recipes. We're just going to do one. Everything with TikTok loves, we're just going to put on one little episode to cover all the bases. There you go. There you go. One size fits all. Also add a dog in there. People love dog stuff. And babies. I have a baby. And I can find a dog. There you go. All right. So this week, uh, we have two guests, and um, like I alluded to last week, we're getting back to our roots. We've got people that we actually used to work with. You know, we're, we're, we're living up to the namesake of this podcast, and hopefully they've got some TikTok experience that they can, you know, give us some tips about. But um, this week, we would like to introduce Kamaya and Sativa. How are you ladies doing this week? Good. All right. All right, so that really wasn't con- uh, confusing enough, but um, uh, who's, who's who? You want to go first? <laughs> uh, my name is Sativa. And who um, are you, Sativa? I, who am I? Um, oh, golly, that is such a loaded question, Chad. Loaded who is question. anybody? Yeah, that's, that's fair. Let's yeah. get real <laughs> existential this week. We could. I mean, it's Valentine's. What better time to like contemplate who you are, right? Valentine's. You, you you are a strand of weed. <laughs> I'm actually an entire, I think it's a species of plants. Like there's some pretty boring ones in there too, like cabbage and tomatoes and mm-hmm. yeah, it's whole whole thing though. It's like a science word. It's a good name. Anyway, uh Sativa, I used to work at the place that should not be named with Chad and Matt. Possibly Kimaya. I don't know. We're, there's some confusion on that one. Uh, but we used to work there, and Chad was my trainer. Matt was, you had to sit next to the boss. I remember that. And uh, I used to walk by your desk a lot, but that's about all I remember. I have a very bad memory. It's not personal. We went over that earlier. But yeah, so that's, and Chad somehow got me to come on this. I don't, I don't know how that happened. We'll see how this shakes out. I might have to just delete your you whole. You can edit all of it. That's okay. There'll be long gaps in the episode, but you know. It'd be great for TikTok. (laughs) They would love that. Just gaps and just your weird dance. Yes. No audio, just dancing. (laughs) Kamaya, who are you? Um, uh, I mean, an old co-worker of Chad and Matt and Sativa, (laughs) which I, I was there for a while. I just didn't work in the same department. Gotcha. So. We wouldn't have crossed paths. But I, 
that's all I, I don't know who I am, I guess. I don't know. That's fair. Um, we all have our uh, experiences at that place we all used to work at. And um, I understand what you mean when you say that's all you got. Yeah, I worked with Kamaya in two different departments at that place. And on the second place, as she said, right on the, on the side of me. We were corner neighbors. Yes. <laughs> but like not on the street. Yes. <laughs> I've been wondering this since I asked you to be on the podcast, but did I train you? Um, no. Um, were you on the other group? Like, were you upstairs? I was. I was a group that had a, a cycle of people up there. Okay, so you were upstairs. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Like, honestly, like, it's, it's real fuzzy. Like, some people I distinctly remember... But then, like, other people, I'm like, I'm cool with them, but I can't remember if I'm cool with them just because I'm cool with them or because I trained them. It's because you knew everybody. Yeah, that's the fucking problem, right? (laughs) You knew everybody in that building. I don't know how you did that, but very socially aggressive, Chad. I've (laughs) never heard that. I've never heard that about myself. Thank you. that's socially aggressive because unless someone says something to you to catch your attention you're gonna keep walking that's fair i'm gonna start using that in my everyday life i'm like you socially aggressive i've so never like heard that. that before but i like it so much like yes that yes i'm here for i mean it. i'm on a podcast i don't know how you did that that's it's just social aggression you're, you're sneaky about it though i am persuasive like look at Pro- all the people you know that's fair. That's fair. I am not as persuasive as I like because it is literally twisting arms getting a lot of people to come on. Some people like Kamaya, good sports. She was like, hell yeah, I'll come on, haven't talked to you guys in forever. Other people like yourself, Sativa. <laughs> I am not a good sport. No. You are not, not a, good a sport team player. No. Mm-hmm. But pushing forward, Kamaya, um, what's what's been going on with you, lady? What do you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just got married not that long ago. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. So we're going to see how that goes. It's permanent, so I hope he's okay. Um, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're about to buy a house and then create some offspring, I suppose. You suppose. Mm-hmm. I think is, I don't know how he, like he wants kids, but I think the concern is what if they turn out like me or him? I mean, there's a high probability that your children will be you, but smaller. That's kind of how that works. I can't discipline the me out of kids. That made me a hypocrite. You gotta just, you you do the best that you can, right? I would have to walk off because I can't take me seriously. <laughs> nah, that's definitely gonna happen. It's as much as I, my son does stuff, and it's like I just see that's just little me in there to where it's like I be want to discipline, but it's like in my mind I'm like this is exactly some shit I'll do. I start laughing, but you know yeah. I got I got to be daddy, so I'll be like nah, you shouldn't have done that. But then later on I tell the wife, oh this boy a fool, <laughs> and I start laughing. Right <laughs> <out."> <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, I mean. Not exactly what you're saying, but like today, my daughter, she dropped something 
And like she bent down to get it and she hit her head on the table, like not hard, like lightly tapped it. She didn't cry. And I was laughing so hard. And she looked at me like with the saddest eyes. I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. So I get it. You disrespect the whole life. I, I am. I am. Um, but so um, pre-show, you were telling me that you're doing something called swing trading. Yeah. So if you know what day trading is, it's really rapid and you have to like watch the market during certain hours of the day. And if you have a full time job, it's impossible to do so. But if you like to do trading and whatnot, you can do swing trading, which is basically just um you buy a call or a put, which a call is if you think they're gonna, their stock is going to go up or a put if you think it's going to go down. Um, and then you can come back the next day or later on that day and you can see what, I mean, if it went up or down and that's how you make your money, you sell it back. So that that's all it is. It's just, it's trading, but you don't have to, it doesn't have to have your undivided attention. Okay. What platform are you doing on? I use, um, right now I use Robinhood because I'm learning how to use another platform. Gotcha. So, but I don't know what it is offhand because it's just um, bookmarked in my browser on one of these browsers. I got a lot of things on my desktop. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, good luck with that. Don't lose all your money, but good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. And also, you are apparently are very crafty. Yeah. So I do a lot of crafting. I mostly, uh, I was looking for something. I mostly specialize in like rhinestoning tumblers, but um, I also know how to make other tumblers. I'm not going to send y'all some rhinestones or glitter. Y'all not going to. But we're going to see if I get y'all some custom tumblers just for your podcast. So you don't have to struggle with your straw anymore. Well, they don't know about that, but thanks for putting me out there like that. You know, Uh, pre-show, I had a bit of a straw malfunction with my cup, but you know rocking it uh, i had to switch out but you know we got to get some merch soon from kamaya so appreciate that yeah well we'll talk offline so i can get some more details and i can customize y'all okay okay, okay. all right and also you're cooking what's what's happening there oh uh, you know you're, you're you're a regular um what's that lady with the big head rachel way oh why she gotta have a big head she don't have a big head oh i don't know I don't you said that lady in my mind i was thinking Susie Homemaker? <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> that's not a real person. <laughs> but she makes good, like, mac and cheese, you know? So Exactly. Balance I mean, out. Now, I'm not saying you have a big head, Kamaya. I'm just saying that, you know, you are her doing a damn thing. Oh, I mean, I had one. I grew into it. <laughs> but, yeah, so I am now responsible for ho- um, holiday staples, and I'll appreciate that. Um. But yeah, you know, a little razzle dazzle. I love food. The one thing I'm gonna do is eat. So, um, me and my husband like to adventure in the kitchen a lot with learning different recipes and so on and so forth. And um, one thing that we used to bond over is like wine. So we'll make a lot of meals and do wine pairings. He doesn't drink, so he just pairs them for me because he used to drink wine. That's pretty cool. You're telling me you, you cook something for the first time. Yeah, I made um, some stuffed pot or some stuffed shells and I made stuffed salmon the other night. Anything uh, that makes that unique? Like did you add your own little touch to it? Um, I probably did. I don't follow I recipes. I don't follow recipes. It, 
you, you listen to your ancestors. They tell you what to do. You just need to know what goes in it. I totally agree with that. When I get a recipe, the recipe is more like a, a guide, a guide, a general idea of what this house, this should go. The rest is up for me to interpret this because I always base recipes as they didn't do enough for this uh, recipe. So it's up to me to figure out what really needs to go into this meal. Fair enough. Um, Sativa. Yes. What's been going on with you lately? Oh, you know, same old stuff. I stay at home, watch a lot of movies. That's that's pretty much my life. You watch anything good lately? What did we watch? Well, we have a friend who comes over every so often. He said, I want to get into horror movies. He said, oh, kid, we got you. So so he comes over every so often. The last night we watched, I think it was a Japanese film. It had subtitles. It was called Pulse. Very creepy. Is that, Very old, creepy film. Is that older? That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, I'd never seen it before. I think it came out like very Oh, it wasn't early 2000s, maybe like 2010-ish. Like it was older. That was really good. Very kind of a psychological, like there's not a lot of jump scares or monsters or boogeymen. It's just creepy. And then we watched uh, Sinister. Which 2001 is... post came out. Okay. 2001. Okay. Yeah, that's the one we watched. Had subtitles. It's very good. And then we watched Sinister, which is, I think, only a few years old. Has Ethan Hawke in it. Yeah, that's a classic. A modern classic. Yeah, it's a very, it is kind of interesting to see the uh, the difference between like an Asian horror film and then like a very American horror film. You got the jump scares and the the noises and they're kind of cheap. <laughs> like, yeah, it was good though. We watched those and we, we're going to, I don't know what we're going to watch next, but we watch a lot, lot. Oh, goodness. We watch a lot of horror. <laughs> But recently, I watched uh, Last Night in Soho with my husband, which is done by Edgar Wright, uh, who did uh, the Scott Pilgrim movie we'll be discussing today. And I really enjoyed that movie. And one thing I love about Edgar Wright, not that I know much about film, but he's really good at mixing styles. Yes. And putting music in those as well. Like if you saw Baby Driver, he really just kind of makes a giant music video with a movie. Tells the story. He did really well at integrating the 60s music into this film. And my one complaint is I watched the trailer after I watched the movie. I'm glad I didn't watch the trailer first because a lot of the things you uncover in the film are very subtle. And if you watch the trailer, you already know what's coming. Well, yes and no. But like (laughs) I saw the trailer first and then I saw the movie and like I didn't even think about the stuff in the trailer because like you you don't really realize what's relevant without the context of the movie. Well, I know, like, in the very opening scene, you meet the main girl. I think her name's Allie. I'm really, really bad with names. But you meet her. And for, like, the first, like, five minutes of the movie, you don't know what time period you're in. Because he did yes. such a good job. Yes, I agree. I remember actually saying that out loud to my husband. I'm like, what year is this in? And then it switches to a scene on a train. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, like, not even just how that. How is that? Not even just that. Like, she pulled out her cell phone. Cause, like, I thought it was, like, said in the 90s or the 80s. Right. And now it's like, oh, okay. Like, it's not. Um, but that movie... I know they call it a horror film, which I can understand because uh, it's got those elements to it. It's a thriller. It's a thriller. If I, if I had to compare it to a horror film, it'd probably be something like Psycho, where it's kind of a thriller and it's yeah. there's not a lot of monsters or scary bits. But you can tell, and I love this about him, you can tell that Edgar Wright is like a movie fanboy. Like he loves movies himself because if you watch this movie, the first thing I thought of uh was like italian horror Mm. like he's definitely 
in love with Dario Argento. If you like look at the lighting in this film and the way they use knives, like I thought a deep red, which I you probably haven't seen. A deep I haven't. Red or a... <laughs> I, you over here with these deep cuts. Oh, if you, gosh, if you I know. Uh, deep red or the original Suspiria, not that one that came out a couple of years ago. That was it was not very good. I wouldn't recommend that. It one, had but... Dakota Johnson. It did, but it was just boring and it kind of lacked, it was artistic, but it just kind of lacked anything that you really cared about. It, it just wasn't interesting. Uh, but Last Night in Soho was interesting. You really care about all the characters. We see Matt Smith. Yeah. He was fantastic. Oh yes. my gosh. Like yes. he was perfect for that role. Do you know how and long like, it's been since we've had a Whovian on the on this show <laughs> that I can actually talk Doctor Who? Oh, I love it. But I mean, he had the physical look. Like he looks like he could be from, from the, the 60s. 60s show. But he can also do that really quick turn where suddenly he's kind of terrifying. Yes. And he was so good in it. And you kind of saw that in Doctor Who a little bit. Like he's got that dark side. But I loved it. I thought his character was fantastic. Um, I love the camera work in the movie, like that scene yes. when they're in the club dancing and like they're I just going to mention that scene. Yes. yes. If you only watch one part of that movie, watch the ballroom scene. It is. Oh, my gosh. It's like a phenomenal scene. Someone should get an award for that. Exactly. And it's like, you know, that it was all done in camera and just like the choreography that they had to do on and off right. the camera to make I sure that that lined about up it after the fact it's actually all done in one shot exactly exactly like and so like yeah how like, much practice you have to do yeah to like literally move around the camera and like the blocking like yeah and how the actors are having to like jump in and out of the same yeah. scene without being seen yes yeah that scene i lost my train of thought <clears throat> when i started talking about the movie but that is what i wanted to bring up is like if if you don't even watch the movie go watch that scene like it's so beautifully done and it sets the tone for the whole movie, but then you realize that the tone and setting is completely false. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Like there's and there's so much of the movie that is like uh like the movie, the entire movie's a misdirect, but uh, right. Yeah. Because you're seeing it through the eyes of Ellie, who's just this naive, sweet country girl who you know, I don't know. She she doesn't know what life is yet. And right. she has these these big dreams and these idealist versions of like the 60s and she she thinks it's going to be wonderful and then it's like no it's not no that shit was it's, not what's up at all it was a good movie i would recommend that to someone who likes thrillers if like you don't like horror movies don't let that turn you off because it's more in the vein of like psycho or something it's not really like, it's not really a horror yeah movie. it's not really a horror movie they're calling it that it's got a little bit of supernatural aspects to it but it's not like a possession movie or a I mean, just to, just to kind of touch on what we're going to talk about tonight, like a lot of Edgar Wright's movies are um, not really marketed right. Um, just to just put a toe in Scott Pilgrim for a second, like the Scott Pilgrim was a bomb in the box office. Yes. And part of the reason is that it wasn't marketed properly. Like it's kind of a hard movie to describe to someone. So, like, how do you sell that to a general audience? And I think it also, specifically, Scott Pilgrim came out at the wrong time. I think it was up against, like, The Expendables the, yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, that's where everyone was going to go and, and see that week. And they weren't going to go see that weird video game movie. Right. It wasn't going to happen. But we'll get into that a little bit more <laughs> later. Uh, Matt, what have you been up to this week, sir? I'm alive. Even oh, that's right. My- I forgot yes. to talk about how I don't get the opportunity to recast this podcast. Exactly. 
the what is it was that saying the uh story of my demise has been greatly exaggerated or whatever that thing was <laughs> look at you man all literary and shit your topics this week gonna be how you was reading books well no i mean yes i was reading books but not on this podcast i gotta keep letting these listeners think i'm ignorant i got you i got you but we're, right. we're, we're on tiktok now so we we got a broader audience we got we got to um, penetrate book talk hey i can recommend some books 48 laws of power yeah. okay <laughs> um. <laughs> i don't know that was the first book that came to mind was 48 laws of power it has nothing to do with what we're talking about but <laughs> i'm with you i'll I write it i'll add it to my goodreads <laughs> right so yeah so i was dying last week and uh I was like, yeah, this is it. Let me go get tested for this COVID. And 100%, I got COVID. And then they get they tested me, and it's like, nah, you good. And I was like, wait, what? They was like, nah, you don't got COVID. I was like, uh, so I'm just regular sick? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's it. I was like, I went home. She's like, you got COVID? It's like, no, I'm just regular sick. Kind of, kind of wish I had COVID a little bit. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm be honest. When, when you text me and you's like, I don't have COVID, I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> me too. I was like, ah, oh, so it's just this is just regular. I'm basic. I got basic sickness. All right. You was like sick, sick and shit. Like the viewers didn't really see it, but like on the camera, you just looked like you were, you literally were ready to die. Yes, and I'm like, I accepted it. I've, I've came to terms with it a long time ago. I'm like, this is it. But it, but it, I think that's just with now, um, with this day and age of COVID, it's like, if you get sick, all right, you expect to have COVID because that's what everybody says it is. And now it's like when they tell me I'm just regular sick and it's got me thinking. So before, if you was just regular sick, you know, you stayed home or you just came to work and just hoped whatever you had didn't go to somebody else. I mean, but that's also the American mentality on it. Like right. you're not really supposed to. You're actually supposed to use your sick days when you're sick, right? Well, yeah, and not for when. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> don't exist anymore. Huh? What? Sick days don't exist anymore in the world of telework. I uh, mean, <laughs> but it's also easier to get that approved now, right? Like you call your boss, and you're like, "Hey, I'm not feeling well. I've had a cough." A persistent call for the last two days. Uh, are you hey, you stay you stay at home. You stay at home. Right. <laughs> yeah. Log on. They're like, all right, just log on instead. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I forgot about work from home. But you know, normal. Uh, so then, when I when I went back to work, I was telling my coworker, I was like, yeah, no COVID. I'm just regular sick. And they were like, ah, oh, you sure you can't stay home? <laughs> I was like, no. We a family. Don't they tell us that? We a family, all right? Uh, you've been working so hard at these extra hours. Here's a pizza party. No extra pay. You don't need that, but here's some right. pizza. But then the wife ended up getting sick, and then my son got sick. And then, but, you know, once I got sick and the wife got sick, I knew the son was going to get there, too. So it was coming down the line, but he's doing a lot better now. That's good. But uh, with me being at home, the Winter Olympics started. Are you guys a fan of the Winter Olympics? I do not watch the Olympics. Nope, not at all. I'm cool. What did you say, Kamai? I'm cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of don't care. 
Now, I'm not okay. saying winter. I'm just saying Olympics in general. Okay, so Winter Olympics. Uh, why don't you guys care about the Winter Olympics? Or I guess for you, Chad, why don't we care about no Olympics? Part of my issue is that just speaking for how we get it in this country, they're treating it like it's the 1990s where they're like, okay, so this shit happened yesterday, like at 1 a.m., but we're going to air it at 7 p.m. and pretend like you don't have the internet where you found out the results already. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, what is the point of that? Like, I understand, like, it's kind of like there are there are ways to see it live, but like I'm not getting up at like 2 a.m. to watch curling. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my thing. Just like the time delay is bullshit. Um, I think it's the next one in L.A. Like, which whenever we have the American one and the times are like better, maybe I'll care a little bit more. Like, I'm not saying it has to be in America, but like just somewhere to where the time difference isn't so egregious that you know we can actually see these live in prime time. Mm. I would probably care more. I feel like the Winter Olympics is like the same activity just with one extra item or one less item, but they all just playing in the snow. <laughs> they're, not, they're not, I don't know, like, that doesn't say, I can do that in my front yard. <laughs> I mean, you could fucking uh, run track outside, like, during the summer. So, like, what do you mean? Come on. There is not an athlete inside my body screaming to get out. Those days are gone. I will watch <laughs> someone else do the test for me. I don't really follow sports in general, like at all. Never have in my life, but I just, I don't really find them interesting. And I know it's supposed to be this brotherly love world thing, but let's be real. It's going to be like the U S Russia and some amalgam of Europe at the top of the standings. Like <laughs> that's it. Like you're watching the America games. And I, I mean, just, you know, China comes hard. Oh you know? yeah. I forgot about China. How could I do that? But it's, it's just going to be the same, like, there are four world superpowers just running around or skating around or curling around you know, curling around with the rooms and the canadians might get that one though they they know about ice so. they be- they better get that one but you know <laughs> i don't know i just never really found it interesting and maybe it's supposed to inspire like national pride or whatever i mean maybe that we're supposed to be like yay usa get the medals but who won the gold medal last last time does anyone know like in the it probably America. in the summer like like who won the gold medal for was anybody even watching whatever? it <laughs> who watched the summer olympics like didn't i remember have, we had, had like a... beds i remember that because that <laughs> right? oh, they didn't want them having sex like i remember yeah, we had uh... a really long discussion about the summer olympics but like i don't even remember watching any of it wasn't there a lot of shenanigans that took place well people were in one each? protesting because like why are you having this event with all these people from other countries and we're in a global pandemic yeah, yeah. I, I can't say that i really looked at the olympics this year it was a whole lot a whole lot i guess i don't know i i just wasn't in the actually you know since the pandemic started i haven't been paying attention to sports they're not entertaining right now because there's nobody there. So, like, the crowd was my hype man. Super Bowl about to be packed next week. What you talking about? No, it's not. The cheapest seat is $6,400. People paying. For what? It's the Rams in Cincinnati. <laughs> it's the redheaded stepchild of the NFL. No one wants the Rams. 
I mean, and, and Cincinnati ain't been there in 40 years. Don't nobody care about them being there, but Cincinnati. You're not paying to see the two teams. You're paying to say you went to the Super Bowl. I will pay for someone that's worth watching. This is no. going to be a high school football game. <laughs> the, the whole point is to say I, w- I went to the Super Bowl. That's the whole point. But they stupid. You know what you can do $6,400? Not mm-hmm. go to that game. I mean, you could do a lot with $6,400, but, you know. Uh, but the Olympics, Matt? Oh, I forgot what it's talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the Wood Olympics is trash. I've been watching, the whole point is I've been watching this, and I'm like, this is not entertaining at all to me. And I was trying to think of why, like, the Summer Olympics is better. And I guess it's because with the Summer Olympics, it's more all those sports or something that people can wrap their head around and they can understand where majority of that stuff is a win or lose type of thing to where like a lot of this in this stuff right here besides the don't that I can think of as gymnastics to where you have somebody doing a score but even people like gymnastics but I was just watching them do this little bumpity hill thing or something on skis and they were giving out times and i was like and it was like difficulties and i was like what was the difficulties they're just going down the hill so i really like when i don't know i was i was trying to figure out in my head why isn't this more the summer the winter olympics more and i guess because i don't know nothing about like i watched curling that shit seems stupid um Figure skating, it's cool to watch, but you know when you're watching something, you'd be like, ah, oh, that was good. Or you don't have a sense of difficulty where, like, the stuff they're doing, it can everybody do this? But for some reason, when I watch gymnastics, I can feel when somebody does something crazy, all right, that shit was crazy. But where watching the the ski, the ski, the figure skate, I'm like, it seems like everybody in this sport can do that. And I mean, the figure stuff. skating is like the main sport of the um, Winter Olympics. Like that's that's what people are coming for, right? Even back in the '90s, when you had Tanya Harden and Nancy Kerrigan, right, and to some extent Christy Yamaguchi, um, that's what people are coming to see. Like, we'll you'll have some fucking millennials that are trying to see bobsled and Kasuku running, but like, and like. I guess some 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 much younger millennials watching the snowboarding. You know, uh, who's the little redhead carrot top looking motherfucker? Sean His White. name is Sean White. Yeah, him. But like beyond that, like but, but yeah. speaking of that though, do those the same <clears throat> kids you're talking about, do they care that he's performing in Olympics or wouldn't they care more when he performs in the X Games? That's a good question. Do people watch the X Games in the winter? Well, they have different ones, but yeah, like the, like the millennials, that's that's their Olympics because you have all the different X game stuff for winter stuff, snowboarding, I'm mean, not snowboarding, um, snowmobile ones um, and stuff like that. So I'm just, maybe it's just one of those things to where this is just part of the quote unquote Olympic tradition. Speaking of fucking tradition, I'm more thinking about this. They added fucking curling to this. This is not something that's been there for years. Yes, it has. Curling has been here for years. Curling's been an Olympic event. I'm looking it up right now, but curling's been an Olympic event, right? How could but 
the, but I guess general public, we didn't know about that 10, 15 years ago, right? This, this right. Something but I, was like, I grew you, up watching curling. We used but to you gotta, curling. you gotta also remember about like the gatekeeping, right? Because like now there's so many different ways you can watch the Olympics. You can watch the Olympics on TV, what they curate for you. If you have like the extra cable channels, you can watch it there. You've got the uh, what Peacock where you can watch it there. If you're savvy, you can uh, do a VPN and watch it in other places. Or, you know, there's feeds where you can just exclusively watch curling. So it's like growing up, I'm sure curling was a thing, but they were like, nobody cares about that in the U.S. So they just didn't um, air it. Okay, so they started, uh, it was added in 1992. Wait, 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 wait. It was introduced to the Winter Olympics in 98, sorry. 98. Okay, so maybe you're right, but I was like, I thought that was some new stuff, but like you said, I guess maybe they weren't, they knew Americans weren't going to care. But hey, you need to show it to us, and then once I see it, I tell you I don't care. I mean, I still don't care, but at least you would have showed it to me back in the day. Now I look like a fool on this podcast because I thought it was recent. Chad, well, this shit out so I look smart. Don't worry. I'm going to leave all that in. Don't worry. <laughs> well, Matt, they added um, rock climbing racing. Excuse me? In, in the Winter Olympics? No, in the, in the summer. Not really you, sure why that. Wait, wait, play. wait, wait. They got rock climbing racing? Like I, yeah. I would watch that shit. Like... They just look like little spider monkeys just running up the wall. I said, you know what? Mm, I am kind of intrigued by that. I kind of see, I want to see what that looks like now. That sounds dope. Just told you what it looks like. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, huh, I would watch that. Me too. <laughs> Shit. If I would have known, known, I would have known. Yeah, that was new. I just, mm. I had, I think it was just, I think my stepdad was watching it actually. And I just saw it out of my peripheral. So, yeah, that's in there. Mm hmm. See, so maybe that's what they need to start changing these sports up to something that's more. Uh, nah, they. I mean, it's quote unquote. It's the what they the, the global global gay. They can't just cater to us Americans. But like Steve says, it's always well. Winter is different from the Summer Olympics. Winter Olympics, you're gonna have your U.S., China, Russia, stuff like that. But then Summer Olympics, you're gonna have your. It's the, same, the it's the same. It's the same countries. It's the same countries. Well, yeah, but depending on the sport, like you know, with track, you're gonna have more Jamaicas and stuff like that. Ghana's the cross country stuff. Swimming, that's where you get um, U.S. and Canada, some Russia. Yeah, it's like I don't know when the last time it's been about country pride, where it's like, yeah, I want them to win. The soccer. So, we don't give a shit about that in America. Uh, America's a really big soccer place. Um, yeah, they, they're making I know a big deal. Yeah, I was like, they're making a big deal um, out of. They just signed to the National Women's Soccer League. They just signed the youngest um, athlete. She's nineteen. It's Dennis Rodman's daughter. What? Yeah, straight out of high school. She hasn't been to college. They drafted her, and she's. I think they said she's the highest paid. And that right now they're having a really solid season. Okay. Yeah. Only was that the Olympics or just like the World Cup with Mia Hamm and like she took her shirt off and people had lost their fucking minds. Was that the Olympics? Uh, that may have been the World Cup. I'm not. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking the World Cup. Okay. 
But now I just put a clip of that rock climbing racing in the chat, and that shit looks dope <laughs> as fuck. Like, I don't know how we missed that, man. Like, that could have been the podcast right there. I'm, I'm watching it now. Let's Look see. how fast those motherfuckers going. Yeah. Unreal. Uh, this motherfucker, you right, looking like a little spider monkey climbing up that wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he quick with it. Yeah. Damn. Thanks for putting us on, uh, uh, Kamaya. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> what else you been up to, Matt? Hold on. I got to go back to the outline. <laughs> <laughs> got to get my thoughts together. Right. Uh, and then last night, I watched um, the 355. Have you heard of this movie? Yeah, it's, um, it's um, what's that woman? Redhead um, and Nupita Nyong'o. Fucking, I'm looking at this woman's face in my brain. Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain and some other women girl bossing. Yeah, Penelope Cruz. Yeah. So it's funny when I started watching it, I was like, hold up. Are we going to do this on the podcast? So I had to go back to the schedule. I'm like, nah, wait, it's not for the podcast. I can watch this now. Because I was about to watch next week's movie um, yesterday. But then I was like, oh, wait, that's for the podcast. We'll save that. But so I watched it. The synopsis is basic. When all the top spies of the world comes together, we can defeat anything. Even so sexism? Had, huh? Even sexism? Even sexism. That, actually, that introduced that. That's like the last 10 minutes of the seed. Is that <laughs> Yeah. So, but uh, quick synopsis is you have... Um, some equipment needs um, can destroy the world. So inadvertently, you have different um, spies from the U.S. and England interact with each other, blah, blah, blah happens. Next thing you know, you have multiple women from multiple organizations join together um, to defeat evil. There we go. I have to keep it broad just in case y'all want to watch it. But it was good, though. It was good. Gave me a sense of uh, Ocean's 8. Really? Oh, because of all women. Because all the women, and plus, you know, in that one, the black one, Rihanna, was like the tech person. And Lupita's the tech person in this one. So I was like, ah, kind of gives me the same vibe. Was the Asian one the, the funny, sassy one? No. <laughs> she was far from funny or sassy. <laughs> okay. This one. <laughs> but she, 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 she did. She held her own. She did her part. Okay. She had a lisp. I don't know yeah. if she has a lisp in real life or that was just for the show, but she has a lisp. That's interesting. But yeah, so if you ever, um, you know, nothing, nothing crazy, but it wasn't trash. If you look for a, a good basic uh, action movie with uh, female lead, check out the three fifty five. All right. Um. So yeah, uh, my week started really early. Uh, got up at 4 a.m. Had to wake my daughter up, who's um, going to be two in June, because she had um, a procedure where they put tubes in her ears. She's been getting um, ear infections a lot. So waking her up went as well as you can imagine. And uh, the time at the hospital overall was fine. Like She liked running around in the hallway. But uh, when it was time to get serious and uh, we had to hand her off to that strange nurse, whoo, buddy, she was like, 
fuck both of you. I hate you both. I have no parents. I am an orphan. Um, yeah. And then uh, I, you know, I always thought that it was bad, like, um, giving my daughter, like, the nasal spray stuff, but she doesn't know how to blow her nose. So we, you know, put the um, the fluid in her nose to kind of rinse it out. And uh, airdrops are, like, fucking terrible. Like, um, like, getting her to, like, be still long enough to put the drops in her ears and then she's trying to claw the drops out with her fingers it's just it's heartbreaking you have that to look forward to come on okay yeah yeah it's not a good time it's not a good time if you ever want to feel like you are like hurting your child even though you're doing what that was best for them like yeah that one that one but um on lighter news um i watched um catwoman hunted uh, by the time this comes, this episode drops, this will be on video on demand. And it's set, it, like, the animation style is um, anime inspired, but it's like 90s anime. So, like, think Lupin the Third or Cowboy Bebop. And it's just a fun adventure. Like, Catwoman, she steals an item from the wrong people. And, like, they're like, okay, so not only do we want our shit back, we're gonna fucking kill Catwoman. So it's it's a fun adventure, a fun romp, but like when it gets violent, that shit gets violent. And you're like, oh, I thought this was just a fun Catwoman adventure. Y'all murdering people? Like, what the fuck is happening here? But uh, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Um what is what is not fun, but it's an incredibly good show. Is uh, Yellow Jackets on Showtime? Has anybody seen this? I don't. I don't know anything that airs on Showtime. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, so Showtime's got two things. One Dexter. They had that Dexter revival a couple of weeks ago, and then like what's being in a lot of buzz is Yellow Jackets. Um, it's got Christina Ricci and uh, Juliette Lewis. Those are like the two biggest names on the show. And the show is set during two timelines. So the first timeline is in 1996, a girls soccer team from New Jersey. They're on their way to the national championships for soccer. And their plane crashes like in the woods somewhere. And you get like the, so it, it takes place that during that time period and now where you're following some of the survivors and back when they were stranded in the forest it gets real bad like Lord of the Flies bad like they did stuff that's worse than cannibalism bad and uh, I'll say this so the very first episode opens with you don't know who it is because like it's winter time and they're they're wearing like coverings but they're hunting one of their own to eat them but also there's like some they have like some sort of god that they started praying to out there like it's some fucked up shit like this is a show that's like if you don't like gore don't watch the show because like it's pretty gory but um the present day stuff is really interesting like um Somebody is blackmailing them, saying that they know about some of the stuff that they did. And so they're trying to figure out, like, is it one of us who talked like that kind of stuff? And um, 
I haven't seen a lot of stuff with adult Christina Ricci in it, but like she is having the most fun I have ever seen her have as her role. And she, I'm not saying she needs to be nominated for an award for the show. She needs to win an award for the show. Like that is how good she is. Um, if you can stand some gore, I highly recommend Yellow Jackets. All right, I check it out. But yeah, that's all my shit. Um, so since this is um, Valentine's, I just want to ask: Did anybody have any favorite um, rom coms or any movies set around Valentine's Day or anything that's just kind of memorable that you want to kind of talk about to to go with the theme of the episode? I remember in Valentine's Day of 2016, the love of my life, we went out on a date, and I was about to make some bullshit up. <laughs> nah, that's nothing happened. <laughs> uh, no, nah, rom-com. So um, um, I don't know if it's considered a rom-com, but I loved it, and that is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's a classic. Yes. Um. Yes, just everything about that movie is great. From I forget his name, Jason. From, huh? Yeah. Um, his um his opera he's writing to uh, Russell Brand. No, uh, the waiter. Um, he's in This Is Up. Um, this is oh Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. There you go. Jonah Hill being uh the waiter, talking to Russell Brand. Everything about it. It's great, funny, and it's a happy ending at the end. So I guess it's considered a rom-com. Did you see the sequel prequel, Get Him to the Greek? Yes. With Diddy? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for the first time ever, yesterday I saw um, Hitch uh, with Will Smith and Kevin James. And one... Kevin James has been old his entire career. Like that man looked like he was 50 back then. And this, this movie came out like 15 years ago and he looks old now. Like what was he ever young? No, he always looks the same. Right. Anybody seen Hitch? Yeah. I've seen Hitch. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to watch a lot of movies without thinking um, with my 2022 brain. And uh, we couldn't make that movie now. A movie where a man's job is to help other men persuade women into dating them. So the creator of Tinder? What? So the creator of Tinder? No, I mean... I mean, it, it, technically, that is a man who turned into a matchmaker, but behind the scenes. That's mm-hmm. fair. That is fair. That is fair. Would we make a movie about that person's story, though? Uh, Somebody would be interested. There is an, a movie about Tinder. Swindler? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet. I just saw that, and I was like, it's, it's like, yeah, some guy conned some women into giving up money. And I was like, this happens every day, B. I was like, this, this isn't, I was like, I don't know why this movie will be different than he, like, that happens every day in life and vice versa for women swindling men for money. So I'm just like, I don't know why this story uh, 
needed a movie. I mean, it's a documentary, though. Uh, I, I'll read the highlights on social media. <laughs> you can play a City Girl album. That'll give you the same gist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was thinking about rom-coms, and this doesn't go with what you're saying. Well, kind of with what you're saying. I, I, I was born in the 80s, so I grew up on that. We were all, wait, well, three of us were born in the 80s. You got a baby on here. We do, we do. Well, that's okay. I'm about to turn 40, so everyone feels young. Uh, But I I grew up on that diet of very unhealthy, sort of like Disney movies and those John Hughes movies, which I think just kind of... Oh, we want to talk about problematic lens. Right, like these are movies that really spoiled relationships for an entire generation of women like we cannot have healthy relationships because of john hughes (laughs) but you couldn't make those movies today the jokes the setups you know the damsel in distress i think has become very outdated now i don't think you see that so much anymore Uh, but gosh yeah like movies have changed what we allow has changed and there's a scene in what is it i think it's 16 candles where I mean, they they intoxicate this woman and kind of pass her around a party, and it's funny, like right, like we're supposed to like root for Anthony Michael Hall's character here, and it's like, but that girl's drunk. Yeah, it was it's, it was a different time. It was, or you know, you got the Breakfast Club, same story, where some of these men are sexually harassing these women, and then they end up with them at the end. Like that's true love, right? Like if this boy picks on you enough, it just means. You should be together. Also, yes. No means yes. <laughs> but then, I mean, the 80s, they, they had that going. Then the 90s, I think we kind of transitioned to the, well, especially in the 2000s, like the really hot girl and no guy is good enough. So like the nerd is going to be the one that wins her. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we, he's, we've the had only, some... he's the only one that cares, even though he's a fucking creep too. Right. Like he's a creep. He's the nice guy, but he's going to get this like. He finished last. No one like hones in on the fact that the nerd that always finishes last is like the stalker. Yeah. Like he's last for a reason. Like it's (laughs) it's not because women are shallow and we just can't see his worth. Like, no, we see it. We don't want it. Like, but apparently that makes women evil in these movies. And they're like the shrews who those are the mean girls who the damsel has to get away from and find her true love with the guy who really shouldn't be there at all. I don't like rom-coms in case you can, can, I mean, (laughs) I didn't, I didn't really think about that until you literally said the words, huh? (laughs) Um, But if I had to pick one, I liked, I really enjoy something about Mary bunch of creepy stalker dudes. Just, I was was just about to ask you, when was the last time you saw that? Oh, none of them deserve her, but that movie's hilarious. I mean, it is so. When funny. was the last time you saw that movie? Oh gosh, probably five or six years ago. I saw it last year, and I, for the first time, and I was like, "My God, do you not remember what the main thrust of that movie was about? Them all those jokes about mentally handicapped people." Oh yeah, I kind of forgot about the brother. Yeah. But so much of it, they wouldn't do that today. It's so inappropriate. Like the, the the rest stop scene and, oh, golly, that movie's inappropriate. Everything's inappropriate. Like movies were not, the, like the the jokes, like the lines of jokes just wasn't, it's, it's not good. It's not good. It's like 
it's always weird when you go back and watch a movie looking in 2022 glasses and you're like yikes damn yep he was walling back then we accepted this kind of things and we thought this was entertaining it's like whoa we was crazy (laughs) like i remember like the office for example i didn't start watching office till about two or three years ago four years maybe and i started watching from the very beginning and i'm watching these first early seasons and i was like Michael Scott is whatever you consider bad. <laughs> he covers it. <laughs> Racist, sexist, everything in the book, he covers it. So right. I'm just like, so when people ask me how was the office, I'm like, nah, you can skip like the first three seasons of it. <laughs> <laughs> and they come in there. I was like, that's, I don't know what year this was, but I'm like, all right, I guess they got their shit together then. And then I was like, okay, because it's hard for me to enjoy those early jokes when they're saying stuff like this and i'm just like i i can't do it (laughs) right um i mean i really don't like rom-coms i don't really remember a whole lot of i've seen a lot of them i'm pretty sure but like the only one that really sticks out to me is the proposal and that's i mean that's just because of the dancing in the woods with the chanting and then they start singing the window to the wall it's a, it's a really fun movie. I like that movie. Yeah. The dog gets snatched up by a hawk. I did not know those, <laughs> those are real scenarios. Those are real scenarios. Oh, yeah. Hawks and dogs? Yeah. Yeah. So my friend has a teacup Yorkie. And they live in Missouri, but there's a lot of hawks where they live. So they actually have owls on their fence to keep the birds from eating their dog. Yeah. So I have a big dog, so I'm fine. But <laughs> no, that was a real situation. I don't know. Like I, I like rom coms, but I always wish that they would do something to like buck the formula. Like we always have to have like you know all these rom coms are based off of some sort of lie, right? And I always wish that we wouldn't have to do the stupid part where like the other party finds out you lied to me. And then they storm off and then like we have to do this grand gesture to get them to like have the conversation that you should have had from the beginning. Like, can we have a rom-com that doesn't do that? Hallmark is built on that, though, for every holiday. I mean, we're not going to talk about my beloved Christmas movies. All right? We're not going to talk about that. We're not. That's not the conversation right now. Come on. We're in February, not December. <laughs> they do it for every holiday. <laughs> Except Thanksgiving. They said forget Thanksgiving. It doesn't exist. Nah, 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 nah. But ooh, those those rom-coms set around Easter. Let's go. (laughs) Okay, I just typed in top rom-coms. 51st Dates. They're no lying in 51st Dates. I mean, isn't the whole conceit the whole her memory loss, right? Yeah. 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 So I've never seen that, so I can't really... I hate the premise of that movie. It's horrible. The end is horrible. Why why, why is the ending horrible? Because they have a child. How irresponsible is that? To have a child when you can't... So she just kept kept waking up every day forgetting that she was pregnant? Like, what? Right. Like, first off, how does that work? I didn't think about that. But, like, imagine raising a child in an environment where its, its mother doesn't remember it from day to day. Like, that's deeply troubling to me. Like well because every i have ethical uh, issues they they record videos for her so when she wakes up she sees the videos and then she's a she has a general idea 
oh, I got married. This is who I'm married to. And is I have it, this kid. Like isn't that, that um, that's, that's memento. I was going to say that. And also, didn't they do that shit in Total Recall? Like when Arnold woke, woke up and he left himself a fucking video? Like, all right, <laughs> yes. man, you're an agent. They coming for that ass. Get out of here. Like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> I don't know much about 51st dates, except that when I found out they have a child, I'm like, that's that's horrible. That's not romantic. It's I always go abuse. back to my favorite line in 51st dates is when she, uh, she wakes up and then her father tells her who he's married to and she looks at him and he's like, sorry, I'm not better looking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll need to watch that one day. Or will I? Sounds like I shouldn't according to Sativa. You, you can't take my judgment on romantic movies. You can't. I'm I mean, very cynical. I, I mean, can't. You dropping that ending, I was like, oh, that sounds problematic. Um, I, I have issues with it. All right. Y'all ready? Let's do it. All right. This week we discuss Scott Pilgrim versus the world. This is Scott Pilgrim's precious little life. Scott, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? He's a rocker. Oh my God! A slacker and a lover. Is Scott here? Uh, you know what? He just left. Now, one mystery girl. You know this one girl with hair like this? Yes, that's Ramona Flowers. Somebody said she was going to be here tonight, actually. We'll make him. So this is a date, eh? Can I say date? Slip the tongue. Tongue. A fighter. Mr. Pilgrim! I'm Ramona's first evil ex-boyfriend. Wait! We're fighting over Ramona? Didn't you get my email explaining the situation? I skimmed it. Mm-mm. What was all that about? If we're gonna date, you may have to defeat my seven evil exes. If she's the girl of your dreams, then you have to let her know. Step up your game, Scott. Break out the L word. Lesbian? The other L word. Lesbians? We all have baggage. Well, my baggage doesn't try and kill me every five minutes. The story follows Scott, a 22-year-old in a band who is dating a 17-year-old. Eventually, he meets Ramona, and they hit things off to the point that in order to date her, he has to defeat her seven evil exes. Kamaya, what did you think of Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Um, well, well, let me, let me let's back up one second. Have you had has everybody seen this movie before? Yes, I hadn't until now. OK, all right, good. I'm glad we started with you there. Um, I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. Um, cause we would, I, so we're going to start with a child to this person that probably weighs 10 pounds soaking wet with clothes on beating up everybody in these streets, just giving out hands and winning getting Mario coins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a girl who changes her hair every week and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> How did we get here? Who put that in paper and was like, yeah, what's going with this? And then make it a movie. I mean, it was, it was a comic book at first, a very successful comic book. I know. I knew that much. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, this this cool. He gonna fight a bunch of people. He gonna be creepy. He gonna date kids, and then 
he can fight anybody. It's great. And he can trick a vegan into not being vegan. All right. We're good. I don't. I really just don't know why. Like, why? I need you. I need you to see less movies, Kamaya, and then come on here and just give your your instant reactions to them. <laughs> Sativa, what did you think of this movie? Well, I had seen it before. Um, I think it was probably opening night or pretty close to it at the movie theater. The rewatch was different than the first time I saw it because I'm, I'm a lot older now and, and life under my belt. Yeah, him dating a 17-year-old, that's not cool. <laughs> and it really speaks to just the character of Scott. I think Scott's kind of, he's kind of selfish in a lot of ways. Scott is what we call a fuckboy. Yeah, uh, he's just, he's just, ugh. but yeah. we'll get to the good parts. So <laughs> I love Edgar Wright. We discussed that already. It's, it's such a fun movie to watch because you're like watching it's like a comic book like you're watching yes. a comic and he really meshes those elements together really well I really like that i like how each x kind of had its own story and some of them are really funny like i i really like the girl like i can't think of her name but the one that would pop up and down with the smoke clouds and yeah she's like the ninjas and uh, yeah ninja guy then like she was just fun. Like she was a really fun character and you feel, I felt bad for her because, oh, that's just a sexy phase, right? Like Ramona tosses it off. Scott's like, oh, you got a sexy phase? What? And she's like, well, no, this was real for me. So you feel bad for her that like clearly whatever happened between her and Ramona was like legitimate to her. Ramona is just. Uh, her name's Roxy. Yeah. With a little eye paint. Yeah. I, I like the movie. What's his name? Um, Wallace? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Kieran Culkin. Yes. I love that character when I saw him in the movie theater. I thought he was the highlight of the movie. I felt the same way when I rewatched it. Like, his timing is wonderful. He's hilarious, but he's, like, subtle about it. Do you watch Succession? I've been meaning to. Like, he is that amplified. Like That's I might have to watch that because I, I love the character. He and is he's so the, grounded, though, too. Like, he is one of the best things on oh, Succession. Because I really loved his character. I just thought he was so good. And he's grounded and he's like sympathetic to Scott, but he also like calls him out on his shit like routinely. Right. And like when Scott's all, oh, you know, I lost a girl. He's like, well, maybe the other guy was just better than you because let's be real. Like, you Kamaya are said, like, yeah. is Scott really the best choice here? Like, does he deserve the girl? No, and I know that I, I kind of get why they're fighting over Ramona. Like, I like Ramona. If I liked girls, I think I would fight for Ramona. I get it. That actress is beautiful. Like, I can understand why people are like beating each other up over her. I mean, but... if if we want to sidestep one second, um, Ewan McGregor, um, young Obi Wan Kenobi, he threw his yeah. whole marriage away for her. Yeah, he did, and that is really gross. Like, that's. Yeah, that's, that's gross. A, that, He's that, got kids who are like her age. woman's age, probably. No, no, he does. He oh does. gosh, yeah, that's gross. Oh, but... the, the look on Kamaya's face. If if the, <laughs> if you guys could see it, audience. <laughs> oh, but I mean, it's a fun movie. I think the characters are all really. They're you know their stories are they're well laid out. I had to remind myself that was Brie Larson because she doesn't look like Brie Larson. She yes. just she's. There are so many people in this movie. Yeah, she plays that sort of sexy, sultry kitten really well, which I don't think I've seen her do before. 
um, at least not before this, like I've seen her more serious films and she sings, which that's, that's really cool. That's her singing. Also one second, Ewan McGregor is 50 and Mary Elizabeth Winstead is 37. Yeah, that's, that's not needed. So he doesn't have, he doesn't have kids her age, but he has kids very close to her age. See that's, and that's not cool. I mean, Steven Tyler's girlfriend is two years, like two years older than me. And he's got one foot in the grave and another one on a banana peel. He's like 70. <laughs> so. That's so gross. They're just waiting for that payout. Like that, that can't be true love, can it? Like that's just. Yeah. Sugar baby 2.0. <laughs> Matt, what did you think of this movie? Um, I liked it, but. Scottish trash, Ramona's trash. I was, why say, for, I was rooting for knives. Why do you say Ramona's trash? <laughs> How did she break up with every one of her exes? It's just when she got uncomfortable that she broke up with all those exes. So she was, she's a, um, I shouldn't, I mean, let me take that back. She's not a bad person in the sense of as soon as something is an inconvenience for her, she, Dumps right. them and then she leaves. Right. She runs away from her problems right. instead of facing them. Right. But um, I was rooting for knives. I like knives. Yeah. I, I, I was surprised how much I liked her. Like, yeah. I follow her on Instagram now because I'm like, I like you. Yeah. I, um, but one thing I, do, I love about the movie is the. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that happens in the background that you need to pay that like little nuanced stuff that happens in the background that you it's easy for you to miss. So you have to pay attention and it just little jokes and everything else like that happens in the background. Um, I love that stuff. I love the like all the little snikey jokes, like even when, you know, knives come over and Scott jumps out the window and he's like, oh, he just left. <laughs> <laughs> and then he reaches his hand back in and grabs his jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I like um, the little high five that the vegan police do after they after they sap his powers. They, yes. Yeah. They kind of do that little <laughs> high five jump. Um, but yeah, I first time I watched it, I liked knives and I wish that she would have got somebody at the end. And they didn't I mean, watch it in like years maybe, later. Maybe young Neil, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, or no, remember, he's just Neil now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so overall, I enjoyed it for what is for what it's worth, because I guess normally I'd be on that Kamaya stuff when I'm like, the stuff doesn't make (laughs) sense. But I've already seen this before. And I guess when I watched it before, I took it as it doesn't make sense. It's not I'm not it's not supposed to make sense like that. It's grand. It's grandfather then, right? So in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's normal for him to not know how to do fighting stuff. And all of a sudden, he starts doing it. Oh, now I'm thinking about. It. I love every time. <laughs> every time they talked about his hair being shaggy, the next scene he has his hat on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I read. I own all of the scott pilgrim books and i was reading it all right i'll uh, stop real quick so in these books is it like a continuous story like or is it like 
like the movie is what is would you consider that one book or a collection of books so the movie is all six books okay okay that's okay so yeah so each book is a battle with an x okay um i thought about so when i first started the movie like before i started watching the movie i was like i'm gonna reread these books before we record the episode and then I, I i watched the movie and i was like oh fuck oh shit this is not this is not a a good amount of this is not okay because like yes this motherfucker is dating a child and like i understand for like it was to illustrate how terrible these people are but when they was hitting women i was like what the fuck are we watching here like when they was at the uh after the after the show and Brandon Roth like slapped hit knives so hard he knocked the highlights out of her hair. I was like, "What the fuck are we doing?" Like young Neil and Scott stood up. I stood up too. Like, what the fuck are we doing here, guys? That, that's what, that's how I was. I was like, "Are oh, you? Why you hit little ass knives?" Right. And then I thought that was gonna be like the aggression that he needed or something like that. It, no, it was kind of like it was just a small. It wasn't even. It didn't even do nothing to the plot at all. Exactly. <laughs> Like I thought that was I thought that's when the fight was about to pop off, but they had a whole conversation after that. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. But um, so I loved the comics when they came out. Like I was reading them, I was buying them as they came out. And I remember like the final book came out like the week before the movie came out. And I bought I bought the video game and I beat it. And I saw the movie open at night with my friends. And I was like, this is like fucking great. Like I own the movie on Blu-ray, but I'd only seen it. I hadn't seen it since like I bought it on Blu-ray. So like seeing it this time, I was I was not okay with that 17-year-old stuff. I was not okay with like the hitting women. Like overall as a whole, I just I didn't like Scott. No. And Scott is flawed. Yes, he is. And yeah, like so it's like, should I be rooting for this character? This asshole that is one dating a child and then it's not being mature enough like you're dating a child and then the way he transitions from her to Ramona is like not okay and you invited both of them to that battle of the bands not thinking that they wouldn't talk <laughs> and uh <laughs> speaking of I'm just thinking about it in my head he was like uh uh when they were both there and he was like in his mind oh no when um knives um uh, starts dating young Neil and in his mind he was like I need to go pee or I should talk to her and he was like I need to go pee on her um <laughs> 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 uh, but everything you're saying is true but it's like little stuff like that I could go back and it's funny to me just like Satiba said like his roommate hilarious throughout the whole thing oh, it's so like great. that is the glue through this whole movie uh, I agree that's funny but also it's like we can't make most of those gay jokes nowadays but no like overall it, I, I did enjoy it like it's so funny just being reminded of like all the people that are in this movie before they became like big big like this came out right before Captain America you right. know the first Avenger uh, you know, Brie Larson wasn't anywhere near Brie Larson at the time. You got fucking Brandon Roth, who was Superman, but, you know, that didn't really go anywhere. Like, there's just so many faces in this movie. It's funny when I thought about that. I was like, he beat up Superman <laughs> and Captain America. 
Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's um it's a good movie. Like I would recommend it, but um you just gotta you gotta disconnect that 2022 brain a little bit when you're watching it. Treat treat it like it's 1998. <laughs> 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 and then you should be good with it. You might even cheer on some things. Um, yeah so what do you all think the rotten tomato score of this movie was scott is one of those classic things to where i think um the audience score will be will be boosted up by now yeah the fanboys are gonna go in there and defend its honor like yeah yeah i feel like scott pilgrim is kind of like overalls like they should have just left from where it was at they didn't have to overalls are good they should have left them where they are. He's trying to bring that shit overalls. He's trying to bring that shit back, Matt. <laughs> overalls are comfortable. You just throw a shirt on and now you're good to go. They're comfortable you can, until you have to urgently pee. Well, that is true, but you can you can do some plumbing in them. You can do some farming in them. You can go to the club in them. <laughs> you don't need to go that far. I mean, depending on what kind of club it is, I guess. <laughs> So I'll say this, the tomato meter and the audience score are two points apart. 78? To a 68. I was going to say 72. The tomato meter score is 82%. Hmm. And the audience score is 84%. So So the tomato meter is out of 271 reviews and the audience rating is out of over 100,000 audience ratings well i figured i figured the audience score would be uh because people love this movie yeah they do it's a whole identity and also like if um what i i can attest to sativa i'm not sure if you've ever been to any comic cons kamaya but like uh ramona is an extremely popular comic con um cosplay i can't go to comic cons they'll know i'm an outsider <laughs> she's not one of us <laughs> it's not just about comics it's fandom it, yeah I, I know it's I was told not to go by someone who frequents comic con what um yeah I was told not to go Why? so I don't I don't know if there's like a standard of appearance I don't know I don't know why they told me not you, to go or he told can, me not to go I'm not sure. I feel, whatever you want to wear. yeah I feel like they misinformed you um I go to conventions and I just wear like a t-shirt and jeans I don't yeah. dress up or anything yeah yeah no they're fun yeah I'm sure they are um I don't I also don't <laughs> like large groups of people so I mean there's yeah, that there's, there's that, that. that so that may have been why they said don't go I don't know. It was the, I don't know. I don't know if you remember the Halloween that I wore the um, Catwoman costume. Mm, I remember that. That's when I was told not to go. Oh, okay. Which which Catwoman were you? Um, Which one? For that time, I think I was the newest one. She was a sexy Catwoman. From Batman (laughs) uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises? So like the Anne Hathaway one? Um, I, they don't have actors and actresses do not have names in my world. <laughs> they are not real people. They are fictitious. They are the last character I know them as. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All um, right. So let's do trivia. In the film, Scott Pilgrim, Michael Sarah, is 22 years old. His sister, Stacy Pilgrim, and uh, Kendrick is 18. And Knives Chow, 
Ellen Wong is 17. In real life, which actor is the youngest? Is it the one that played the sister? Anna Kendrick. Yeah. So your guess is Anna Kendrick as the youngest. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'd probably say Anna Kendrick as well. I don't know why. <laughs> I remember you got like that would fit. You, you got three options, and it's three of you, so you all don't have to say the same thing. I'm going with knives. Okay, that's a good guess. You're all wrong, but that's a good guess. So. Huh. Ellen Wong Knives is the oldest. She was born in January of 1985. Anna Kendrick was born in August of 1985. And Michael Sarah was born in 1988. He is aging like milk. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> Anna Kendrick. I'm like, God damn. Like, I, I'm surprised that she's not younger. I just knew... Knives was going to be older because she looked the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I forgot to add in about um, what's the girl from uh, Parks and Rec? At Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, I forgot she was in there and I watched it and I liked her in this too. I yeah. forgot. That. I just want to add that in there. Um, She's about to do a movie with our girl uh, community. Uh, Annie. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh. I yeah. can't think of her real name. Yeah, yeah. It's Bree something, isn't it? Allison, Allison Bree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, yeah. they're about to do a movie together. Hmm. All right. But uh, if you guys haven't seen it, I highly recommend um fuck. It's uh Aubrey Plaza and Elizabeth Olsen. Uh it's really good. And it's got um baby ice cube in it. <clears throat> The movie is called Why is Aubrey Plaza in so much shit? It's called Ingrid Goes West. It's really good. Comedy, I assume? Ish. So basically, Aubrey Plaza is a stalker. Uh, she stalks Elizabeth Olsen's like, social media to the point where she like tries to infiltrate her friend group. It's kind of funny, but as a whole, no. But okay. it's a it's really good. Um, all right, so we're gonna do a trivia dump and then we're out of here. All right, so Edgar Wright has stated that the movie was done in the style of a musical, but instead of characters breaking into song and dance, they break into a fight. The battle between Scott Pilgrim and Matthew Patel is done in the style of a Bollywood fight scene. The four cast members that made up the band Sex Bob-omb spent several weeks learning how to play together as a band. Mark Webber, Allison Peel, and Johnny Simmons all had to learn their instruments from scratch, while Michael Sarah had to dumb down his bass playing in order to not outshine his bandmates. Speaking of Sex bob uh, <laughs> what was uh, the redhead's name? Who? The redhead, the drummer. Uh, that's Allison Peel. Who does she play? I was thinking of little jokes in my head to where he introduced her. He was like, hey, this is uh, whatever her name is. And then right after that, Nas was like, hey, what's your name again? <laughs> so I, I felt that because I, it's hard for me to remember people's names, even if you just told me. It's uh, Kim. Kim. Yeah, he's like, hey, this is Kim. And she goes, oh, that's another thing. And she's like, can I take your jacket? And he takes it and just drops it on the ground. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then she's like, hey. Uh, what's your name again? Yeah. 
I'm bad river names. <laughs> um, Anna Kendrick, as the character Stacy Pilgrim, wears the actual name badge of the real life Stacy on whom the comic creator based the character. Um, in one of the DVD commentaries, uh, Anna Kendrick specifically asked somebody to add that to the IMDb trivia. So that's funny. Um, Beck wrote the music for Sex Bomb. The Canadian band Broken Social Scene wrote the two four-second songs, We Hate You, Please Die, and I'm So Sad, So Very, Very Sad for Crash and the Boys. Metric, another Canadian band, wrote the song Black Sheep, which is performed by Scott's rival band, The Clash at Demon Head. And that is also actually Brie Larson singing that song. And last fun fact, the stunt doubles of Lucas Lee are the actual stunt doubles for Chris Evans. He had a whole army of them. There were so many. You know, they got treated right when they started getting those Marvel checks. All right. So um, I want to thank you ladies for coming on. Uh, Genuinely appreciate you coming on and, you know, indulging us in reminiscing about the old days and just playing along. Um, This was a lot of fun. I had fun. It was really nice to reconnect with you too. And thank you so much. I second that. Thank you guys so much for being on the the podcast. I really appreciate it. Do either you ladies have anything you want to plug? A social media, an Etsy, a letterbox account. I don't know what half those things are, but I was watching the news recently. This is like a public service. It's not a plug. It's like a PSA here. There's like a critical shortage for blood donations. Yeah. So if that's something you can do, maybe consider it. Check with your employer to see if they will give you time off to donate blood. Some employers are doing it. Go donate blood. That's my PSA for today. Okay. Come on, you got an Etsy or something? I don't sell things. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I do, but I sell baked goods. I can't send that anywhere. So, um, but Chad, since you're local, I, I have <laughs> more cookie recipes for you to try. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, hold up. Now I remember from that place we used to work at, didn't used to be famous for banana pudding. Uh-huh. And now I make banana pudding cookies. See? Oh. <laughs> we're we're going to have to link up. <laughs> I don't think that'd be any good, buddy. <laughs> just, just freeze them. Put them on dry ice. But anybody in uh, St. Louis, check out uh, that banana pudding. I'm a, I want to check these cookies out. We, we're going to link up. Come on. We'll, yeah. I, I want to try those cookies. Okay. All right. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at weusedtotalkpod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page. We used to talk about this at work. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok at We Used to Talk Pod. Come back next week when we review a simple favor. And like always, I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. <laughs>